0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. The Thinking Out Loud podcast focuses on three important aspects, business, startups, and content creation. Through our panel members, we are trying to demystify the startup ecosystem, the business ecosystem, and the content creation ecosystem across the country. Through our conversations, we are trying to seek some sort of integration that is there within these three aspects and help our audience understand these three aspects in a more deeper and refined manner. Tune in to our episodes to understand more insights from these three aspects across the Indian ecosystem. The guest for the second episode of the Thinking Out Loud podcast is Mr. kuvar Raj. kuvar is a business undergraduate from SSCBS of Delhi University. SSCBS has been a very renowned school in terms of undergraduation in India. Post SSCBS, kuvar went on to join KPMG in the deal advisory division where he was focusing on commercial due diligence. Coover realized this was not something that he really wanted to do and left KPMG to move to Australia to do a course in entrepreneurship. It was only in Australia that Coover met his two co-founders who went on to start Invoid, which was a startup in the AI and tech space. Coover with his co-founders, later went on to sell Invoid to start unfinance unfinance is a content creation channel which focuses on financial news financial tidbits etc etc they also help brands with their branding marketing and video creation kuvar himself is also a part of the linkedin creator accelerator program through which through his individual id on linkedin he posts content on personal investment personal finance, and everything else related to finance. Hoover himself is an avid reader and ends up reading close to 100 pages a day. Coover, with his two co-founders now is also planning to launch another startup in the market for which currently they are in their research mode. This has been a very interesting conversation for Samyak and I. So let's dive in to the second episode of the Thinking Out Loud podcast with... Mr. Koover Raj. Welcome everyone to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. For today's episode, we have Koover with us. Koover was one of my fellow mates in the LinkedIn Creator Accelerator program. And he he himself is a content creator, an angel investor, a two-time founder, worked in consulting with KPMG Advisory and has, has had a crazy journey till, till now. With a lot of laurels and you know, boats becoming less to capture all the laurels. So, Samyak and I are super super excited to have Kuvar with us. Welcome, Kuvar, to the Thinking Out Loud podcast.
1: Thank you so much, guys, for having me here and thank you for the kind words. Thoda exaggerate, kar diya apne, but
2: in your words, karma, bro, karma. <laughs> Yes,
0: sure. So, well, without wasting any time, right, we would want to just deep dive into your journey and learn as much as we can, right? So, first off, we just wanted to understand your journey right? coming from a business undergrad college, then moving to KPMG deal advisory, then moving into you know a startup which is very really tech AI focused yes. to content creation to angel investment I mean, what any Gen Z could ask for, you have probably done all of that, right? Like in a very short span of time.
1: So can you tell us more on that and how that happened? Yeah, sure. I mean, my uh, college was very, uh, very like a mini MBA type college. Now, all uh were looking to get jobs in either consulting or investment banking and that's what I fell victim to as well. I mean for the first three years for the first two years in college socha tha, main nahi placements but for third year jaisi start over everyone started sitting for placements to uh, uh, wo pressure build up ho and I in that pressure only or in that whatever I took a job in uh, consulting mein. KPMG Deal Advisory which is I was in commercial due diligence which uh, the team was investment banking ga, but I was doing commercial due diligence which is very close to consulting ka kaam. so I did that for like just dot one year and um, I had to get out and I quit my job with I, I, I enjoyed working at KPMG there was no problem there There was a lot of travel fun everyone was nice but it I realized that you not so I think in life my most simple fund is that you eliminate all the things that you don't want to do or the things that you don't like and you'll eventually end up finding your thing that you like doing etc etc. So that, I quit the job with a very clear focus that I have to start my own company in something which is scalable, uh, technology related. But obviously I came from a business school and I had no idea technology so I decided to apply for this uh, entrepreneurship ka boot camp type a e course tha, like a quick course uh, and fortunately I got selected there and that course happened in Australia uh, so they do like international boot camps, MIT and uh, went there and that is where also uh, coach 50 60 countries there were people who had come from different uh, backgrounds different um, stages of life, all of them wanted to, all of them either were in entrepreneurship already or wanted to start uh, their company. Company. The course was average but the people I met there were really nice and that is where I found my co-founders um, both Amit and Sarthak and hum, and both came from a tech background. So Sarthak was a computer scientist and Amit, he's from IIT Roorkee. So when when we, when we came back to India, we had every week Bobari Milna starting CPK uh, uh not place me. We met there twice every week to brainstorm ideas on how we could we could get started. And uh tab AI was like a very big buzzword, like everyone this was 2018, right? So everyone was talking about artificial intelligence uh, and uh, you know what can be done with AI. And there were very few commercial applications which have ap actually monetized. So there was this thing, so I I worked in KPMD, I did a lot of consulting projects for retail clients and they were using a lot of data which was quite old, archived data, it was not real-time data. So we decided that we will talk with retailers, from the store and we will install new cameras in the... We will take footage from them and we will give analytics to them, which type of people male, female... We will try to make their facial recognition and make a profile. So we did that for 6-7 months. We did pilots with Adidas, Benetton, some malls in Delhi NCR, but it was a very operational business and we got really uh, exhausted, but what that did was, we built a small team of five, six people and we built some AI algorithms around facial recognition, uh, around taking out data, analyzing it from video footage. So during that time very interesting incident, incident happened that the government banned the KYC if you remember, 2018 had to re-KYC in Paytm wallets so a lot of uh, these companies had to do, a, uh, do away with the KYC and install a new KYC system and I fell victim to it I had to get my Paytm KYC done which I had to go to a retailer and give my documents and it took so that's where the aha moment We background verification companies, fintech companies, सब start system for automating their customer onboarding and KYC. And that is how Invoid's main idea was born where we started uh, building this solution which involved document verification, uh, checking if the person behind the camera is real and uh, Fortunately for us, but unfortunately for the interval when COVID happened, everything moved digital and that's where our business picked up a lot. So we uh, got a lot of clients then because every company, fintech company wanted to onboard customers remotely. There was no way we could be in, you know, meet people. Aisa. So that's where business picked up and we did crazy volumes. When it came to KYC, we had like, it's still installed and we still do like our product is still doing around 1 million verifications per month. Uh, where, you know, people get verified using the software that we built. So I think it's very important. The main problem in college was that I did not have anyone around me who had technology. So I wanted to expose myself to people who were uh, coming from technology background. And now, I mean, that is something that, you know, I consciously made effort towards. So that's how Invoid started. And uh, yeah, I so, forgot your question.
2: <laughs> I agree. totally to totally what you said right that, Uh yes. MBA college में actually to make good contacts and to you know know the world. Ideally आप college mein ho, ya, bhi normal MBA school mein padhoghe, the mm. same thing might be taught uh, you know in a, in a big Ivy League or any good B school. So I was mm. watching that po- this podcast by uh, you know Pratham Mit- ok uh, the Beer Bicep show ka. So, he yeah. is also from Ivy League, and he was just saying, you know, uh, it's just the status for which parents are send their school, you know, to, mm-hmm. to Ivy Leagues. But at right. the end of the day, what you study is the same in a, a normal yes. B school or there. In fact, Thanks. like the books are also same. But We're what same. you get out of it is it, it's just the contacts, the set, and the people you meet there. Because the league of people which you meet there and maybe in a normal MBA school is totally different, and that's where right. you learn a lot. So, so I totally agree. And how are you still like doing invoice full time, or you know, it's it's partial between Unfinance and we, invoid?
1: Only we sold the business last year, uh, and I started. So Unfinance again started as, and it, I think it's still a passion project because I started creating content just in the lockdown, where everything. So that's also like everyone around me. Uh, started asking me how, like, very basic questions. How do you make a demat account? How do you start investing? Because that's when the interest peaked of people in my age group. And we made like an Instagram page, shuru mein. and I don't know how it blew up. How people, everyone wanted to know about finance suddenly, and still, there are so many creators coming up in this space, and uh, so. That is unfinance is always going to be like a passion for me when you know, I'll always be creating content. That's what I've realized, but my true love is building products. And like when we sold in void now, currently I'm working on a new product, which, you know, we'll re- release soon once, you know, once we're sure that content is something that we enjoy and we break like between two businesses. So that's what Understood. I'm traveling a lot and doing stuff that, you know, you can't do when you're running a full-time business. So, so what the reason
2: behind like selling, uh, Invoid and, you know, moving on, was it something which you didn't want to do always, or it was just luck or you wanted to sell
1: it? No, the thing is that, uh, it was a SaaS business, full SaaS business. And, uh, um, India may do KYC hai that government is trying to take. Control of a lot of the stuff. Madhav. Aadhaar is again very centralized. And um, they're trying to get control of a lot of stuff where private companies have scope thoda kam tha. And since it's a regulated industry, it was getting difficult for us to scale outside India. Because in country, there was regulation. Hai. So like, there was someone who was interested in the business and wanted to buy. So we were like, it's a good time to sort of exit and move on to better things. There was um, the only thing was that our full attempt at that time was to scale it internationally as well because the APIs were very standard that we had built. But regulations was a challenge and we found a buyer, so we decided to move on. I mean, there was no I other reason to be honest. So,
0: uh, like you spoke about unfinance, right? Like it's more, more of a passion project sort of a thing. Uh, but I still feel that There are some monetization plugins that you have, you know, put in here, there, in Unfinance and it's growing with your brand as well as Unfinance's brand, right? So how did that happen that, you know, starting off content as a passion, as a break from, you know, a business to actually monetizing it in some fashion, right? How did that switch happen?
1: No, I mean, there's a very thin line. I can call it a passion, but it's also like a full-fledged business. We have a team of 12, 13 people in Unfinance who's handling all the things that we have. So we have... So when we started just as an Instagram page, three months later, we realized that content is being made. So we launched a mobile app, which is basically curating financial news in 60 words. That's also a lot of finance. Then we launched YouTube. And uh, right now I'm also focusing a lot on LinkedIn because that's where a lot of uh, people are coming when it comes to content or uh, I feel the quality of audience is really high. So at the end of the day, it's basically distribution of your content going through different mediums, right? So what we've done is we've created different teams. So app, app, app content, so monetization, basically like I was saying content has become I think content creation is a business. I mean, I've had a lot of discussions around this with a lot of people and people who are seriously monetizing content. um, There's a lot of ways that you can monetize yet. I think uh, as I was reading this report where 90% plus of revenue still comes from brand deals. So all the brand sponsorships or collaborations that, you know, content creators are doing, that is like the maximum or the highest source of revenue for most creators across the world. So for us also, like we're currently doing a lot of collaborations when it comes to video content. Uh, a lot of it goes out on our platform, a lot of it is also for their platform, where we're creating video content that they can use for their platform. Plus, um, we have certain ads on our app, so we use that as well. Because be there's an audience. Uh, we're thinking of launching a newsletter, so currently exploring that um, area as well. Uh, talking to people, but yeah, I mean monitor and I also recorded my first podcast yesterday, like where, or two, three days, ago, like where I was asking questions, not on the other side. So that was also a fun activity. That was my first, first podcast. We actually did it in a car. If it's cyber city, so we tried something wow. interesting. So let's see how the output comes out. Yeah.
2: So I, I mean, one time is,
1: who was the guest? Uh, CEO of Landen Club, if you've heard of, it's a P2P lending platform.
0: So, they're
1: coming up with a new product uh, in P2P lending. So, it around. It'll be out in two, three days, the podcast. Uh, We're editing. Let's see. I think what I realized, podcast is more about uh, like if you're hosting questions and researching other person and then trying to make it interesting and getting stuff out of him more because um, that's what is very uh, difficult, let's see how it turns out.
2: No, no, absolutely, it, it'll go well because podcast is for me the most intellectual thing amongst all the content types because it, it gives you real insights on what's yes. happening uh, and I have, I have heard a lot of podcasts mainly US based of Joe Rogan Tim yeah. and, and all those folks. One hmm. of my favorite being Naval Khan's podcast yeah. with uh, you know Joe so Rogan. book is like, uh, I think uh, the Podcast, <laughs> a full book, correct, you know, correct. Makes Not a podcast. Eric, Eric's book hai, but it, that book is also yeah. it's also very good. So I'm I'm trying to reach out to him also maybe if, if he'll right. because the book he's written is really good. Like I love the yeah. book he's written. I I really enjoyed the the, the almanac. Yeah. So, so yeah, but uh, I just had one question on your content and I, I maybe it may be a very lame question, but you always, or maybe most of the times, like right, you know, follow me for honest and real content. Yes. So uh, like, do you kind of think that this entire creator, there are gonna you know, only be a few players who will survive in the long term, or maybe there are players who, you know, give gyan on finance, personal finance or in that time, any kind of content but they might not be following that themselves, you know, they just give it to just show that they are following it. What's your take on that?
1: So I use that more on LinkedIn because I personally use LinkedIn a lot to share personal stories uh, there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I use that on LinkedIn, but it's, it's very true because uh, uh, the thing with content is short form content is there is a lot of pressure on you right? You have to churn out content every day. And when you think about uh, using thing that or every hack or every thing that you talk about on, on your content, it becomes very difficult. So, I mean, that is probably why a lot of people can't keep up with that right it gets to your mind the numbers the views and also when you're re- relying for that on with relying on content for money so brands bhi phir kehta hai kam views are raha hai kam reach are raha hai tom paisa nahi denghi So mm-hmm. woh ek number game mein tha. that is the pressure especially with short form content most content creators on instagram amdeku harroz ya har हफ्ते में पांच छह reels तो निकाल रहे हैं या तीन reels So रहे हैं तो वो reel research वगैरह मतलब हमें तो 10 बारह सब करने मतलब रहे रहे। research फिर recording फिर edit फिर captioning I think 9-10 hours minimum we take to do it I think probably five six hours सब कोई लगता होगा सब कुछ करने में that is the pressure But uh, my main reason was this because I try to share a lot of incidents that, that have happened with me or I've used or even to YouTube long form that, you know, I've created like six, seven videos on YouTube, which are more than eight, 10 minutes. Those are majorly on things that I've used or I use or are personal experiences. Um... I don't know if, uh, and the main reason why I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship or building products is is the learning curve and the things that you learn during that is very high. And that is exactly what you also need to share with people, right? So if I don't have any job or any product, if, if I'm just a content creator and I'm just 20 years old, then probably my life experiences are very low. Mala, I can't imagine being a content creator at 20 because I didn't have I didn't have any of these experiences that I've had, I didn't have a portfolio or I didn't make mistakes on stocks or insurance or loans, I didn't have any experience, I credit card bhi nahi tha, to. that is why Instagram pe major content creation, if finance, they are very young. I think the average it should be less than 25, I'm not sure. So the, the it's very difficult to have the real finance ke life experiences before you're 23, 22, when you're in college. I, I That is one reason why uh, this thing comes across that uh, longevity is difficult. You hacks, you have views, followers, आगे, but how can you sustain it for, let's say, 5 years, 10 years, 20 years of your life? So that is why I always, whenever I, I chill or talk to more people in the startup or entrepreneurship space than content creators because I like those conversations more uh, because content creators, may people talk about followers or views or baat jaati hai, which I avoid personally and I also avoid consuming a lot of short form content Matlab, that's like a personal choice I make, uh, because that's kind of a lot of, uh, endless scroll ka loop. And then you waste a lot of time there. Yes.
2: thing which everyone experiences and, and that's yeah. something which may be avoided if you are not Correct. consuming good content, to be honest, but yes. A book which helped me personally was deep work. Uh, uh, okay. it, it was, you know, I'm not sure if you've read it, but if you haven't, please, please give it a shot. I read rework recently, used... deep-work. Mm-hmm. Ah, rework. so basically it's on like how you can start up your own business, how yes. you can use those techniques on, on your business and stuff. But deep-work mm-hmm. is something uh, on, on yes. having patches of work where you know, you're avoiding any kind of distractions, having yes. of time where you are just yes. doing that focused kind of work. And you know, avoiding anything external. So it's 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 a really good book. I'll give it a shot because you read a lot. You read 100
1: pages a day, I, and that's astounding, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> ten, yeah, ten but so it's 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 only been possible in this transition transit transition transition while period because I don't have like a I'm not I'm focusing a lot on content, Krishna, and product building is currently on the pr where I'm talking to a lot of people so I have time on yeah. my hand but like what you said having those chunks of productivity or works like that's what I do like I keep one day in a week where i record like seven to eight videos so that the day is oh, kept wow. entirely for recording then scripting and everything is divided into patches majorly because uh you want un you want you should you you're, you shouldn't be distracted while you're doing a creative work and making videos or writing scripts, all of this requires a lot of uh, single you know, like a focused attention on, on that thing. So that's something that I follow as well when I'm creating content. Agreed.
0: So uh, to, uh, just a follow up question, right? With the whole builder and building mindset. So I I assume that you were also a part of Y Combinator, wise. Yeah. and everyone in the startup ecosystem who is building something new like for them yc is like that prized possession more than profitability as well at times right so Mm -hmm. can you can you share your uh yc experience and how, how you know it helped you evolve as a founder and as as a person of business
1: i think the yc se pehle ka part three times we got rejected Applying to YC was the part that taught us the most. So, like the first time we applied for YC, we were pre-revenue. we like, we just started making revenue. We got really good feedback after the interview, that this is missing, this is like this. So second time, what revenue came? By the fourth time when we got through YC, we were already profitable. We were like on our way to like a million dollars revenue run rate. So all of those things were already there. The, the best thing about YC, uh, is obviously credibility in the startup space i mean you can raise funds easily and our numbers were good so we had ne- we didn't have any problems raising money uh, during yc or post yc and uh, second is obviously you get connected with a lot of founders in the ecosystem in india outside india and their network is huge i think they are five six thousand founders so anytime you have to reach out to someone you can easily do that with an agenda in mind obviously you can't just blindly keep reaching out. So that is the second thing that is very good about YC and the third thing which is less talked about is that YC is three months I think right and their demo day hota hai where you present to investor that uh, after the end of three months. Every week they have like a uh, call where so they have so I think there were 300 startups in our batch or 350 I don't remember the exact number. So they were divided into three four groups and Every startup in the group was accountable to others in in that group and themselves. So we set our own milestones. Let's say we have to reach out to this many customers. We have to uh, reach this revenue milestone. Depending on every uh, startup, the milestones were different, but they were accountable. So they had to tell like this was the uh, goal and we're here. So that really creates the uh, uh, discipline. Like right now as well, when I work or when I have certain small targets in my mind, I know like where we are because you reiterated to yourself, right? After every week or after every two weeks, you have this call or meeting with your co-founder or with your team that this was the target. How, where are you? And the best part is you set those targets. They weren't given to you by anyone else, right? So you're accountable to yourself and the others uh, in the team or in, in that space. So that was one of the best things about Vice and that is... I think exactly why YC is so popular because most of the YC is setting milestones and then trying to hold yourself accountable that So that was the third thing uh, that I really liked uh, about YC. And uh, apart from that, there were a lot of learnings from, they had these sessions from different founders across the world. The only thing I regret is a remote one our time because it was during COVID. So we couldn't go to Silicon Valley, Mountain everywhere there to experience the in-person YC experience, but yeah, good, good experience.
2: So, so what do like YCs expect out of you? Like, is it like the ARR which they see? Is it the product demo which they see? Is it, is it like how much, how, how much do you have? What is the revenue potential? What is it that they see in the first instance? So like while
1: they're looking at your business, so like
2: yeah. yeah like if you're presenting your product yeah. whether the product is good or your revenue like the annual record revenue is gonna be good or what, what is it that you see
1: so their process so they have a very long lengthy application form where you they ask you everything about your business uh, team etc etc after that if you get selected for the interview it's just a 10 minute interview where you're bombarded with questions so they're like three partners and uh, or two partners so the three times or two times you got rejected the interview was in Misha's office in Bangalore. So they like mm-hmm. ask you questions like anything and everything about your business and it just gets over in like and you just feel it second, and then when you get out, you start realizing that what they I don't know, it's, it's and it's mostly a lot about uh, depends on your business. But yeah, they care a lot about your product. Uh, it's differentiator. It's standing your numbers. They're very particular about numbers, uh, and uh, they're also very particular about uh, the the kind of uh, numbers. And how, how confident you are about it. I mean, they get like, if you're lying, they can catch it in a second, because they hear so many pitches every, every second, every right. day. I mean, I don't know how many applications they get. So their interviews are like a very good experience. Also, like, I mean, everyone who's building a product should apply to IC. Um, and then once you selected, then is when the batch starts and then the entire office hours with your partners being accountable and you get so many inbound leads from investors it gets distracting so that is one aspect of YC where they also tell you during the batch that you have to stay calm you have to reply to every investor and <laughs> all of those things because YC once you get selected they tell you that you don't have to re- reveal your selected because the inbound leads start you know kind of coming in so they uh, expect you to uh, not but through various mechanisms, i don't know how these investors get to know and they ping you on email that let, let's have a call because investors fight rehti demo day startup mein invest kar de, valuation kam so while getting into vice and till the demo day i think 10x increase in valuation har startup ka hai, fund-raise so that is how credible or how much people kind of value vc decision it's like this in india mein hota iit a good job mil hai, so other like, that's, that's kind of the validation that you get through that
2: just a follow-up question for our audience they might not know a lot about how the yc funding works so yeah. if you can just give us a little bit of idea on how they fund is it yeah. like a cap they have how, how much cake do they take in the company they are investing and yeah. all, all, all those of something maybe if you have signed a safe or something with yeah. them. Stuff like that. If you can just give a brief acting, our audience would love to hear that
1: as well. So they recently changed their investing terms, but till our batch, what they were doing was they were investing one twenty thousand, one twenty, $120, one twenty-five thousand uh, dollars at a seven percent, uh, uh And they didn't, they don't take equity directly. So you sign a safe agreement, which is like a simple agreement for future equity. It's like a three-four pager agreement where. Uh, you decide at a 2 million valuation VC uh, is investing. Uh, and whenever you raise a priced round, which is a round where you actually get a valuation, uh, they will get the shares at the pre-decided valuation. And most of the funding uh, after, like during VC or uh, during the batch happens via safe agreements only. Just the valuation cap is higher. So I think uh, most of the company raise, raise the uh the cap is more than $10 million uh, once they get into YC and YC is starting with, I think $1.7 or $2 million is what the uh, valuation cap they have. But now they have $500, invest $500,000 in start the one twenty-five is at the same uh, agreement, uh, same uh, valuation or uh, dis- cap and the rest 370 375 K is at uh, like uh, in, in the YCY valuation to raise the valuation that save safe convert so next round you raise so it's like a uncapped but it can be converted it will be converted into the it, uh, the valuation once you raise the next uh, uh, round or sign the next safe agreement so now they are investing 500k so the main reason for that was because a lot of uh, companies run out of money during the batch so they want that they have enough cash uh, during and have more runway so that they can focus more on the product and obviously they have more money so they can afford to invest more <laughs> now in startups so now they're investing 500k at two different terms one is the standard term that they used and the remaining um basically whatever you have saved sign will get valuation capital convert so pro cons don't know what discuss my internet so if anyone's interested they can go read a lot of content is there uh, about this on the internet
0: Got it. What Samyak said in terms of, you know, our readers. So now, you know, just shifting gears and moving a little to your personal front and I think Samyak would be more interested on this than myself. So I'll just have one question and after which Samyak can follow up. So this is something that I got to know about you through the LinkedIn program is that you end up meeting a lot of celebrities through your flights. And I don't know if this is something that you always plan for, or this is something that happens randomly, but there is some learning or some takeaway that you have through all these meetings. So could you just tell us more about how this works? Like, is this some sort of or something and (laughs) your learnings from it?
1: There is no, nothing is planned (laughs) here. It's just that, I mean, I, I save and invest a lot of money and I spend most of my money on travel because that's what I like doing and I really enjoy. And through KPMG, I learned that I started traveling alone also. So I'm comfortable with that thing also. I don't know why it happened. I just run into some people at airports and uh, yeah, (laughs) there is nothing planned there. And uh, it's been happening for a lot of years. I mean, I think... uh, uh most of the time whenever I've gone to Mumbai to Mumbai or to but even generally I uh, have bumped into a lot of people at the airport uh, I remember when I was very young we ran into Big Show at the US airport That was, that was I didn't take a picture with him but yeah, I say airport so, I remember running into Vidya Valan Un-new-all-e. I don't know a lot of these people, most of them these actors, and very coincidentally yeah. आज हमारे ऑफिस में Bhuvan Ma'am in our and I don't know, there was a big vanity van for production, we was Bhuvan was actually Bhuvan Ma'am, so office में. I'll probably meet him tomorrow or day after, maybe him, but ha um, learning most of the people that i've ran into airport i haven't had a conversation with them apart from Variko because of like he was in my flight next sitting next to me that was also very uh, like weird but how uh, we had a long discussion with Ankur Variko on that uh, but there's no learning or nothing planned here i mean nothing interesting just a photo and probably basics are nothing more than that
2: yeah. So uh, I think my follow-up question was on the Ankurvari post only which he had. So so yeah. what is it that you learned from him that maybe helped you in your content creation journey? And yeah. you, know, you made your content maybe a little more better or maybe a lot better than what it was
1: previously. Yeah, well, like us time pe na, maara, like I had just started making content on YouTube and he said ki YouTube pe long form focus se karne, focus, karne focus on shorts, whatever whatever reels that I worked on Instagram post it on YouTube again uh, and try out a lot of different videos. and that's what I did. I think when we met Ankur Warikub, I had like barely 5-6 thousand followers on YouTube. We just crossed 100k on YouTube, majorly through shorts, uh, shorts on YouTube. So he does a lot of, he has a team or a people, 2-3 people who do a lot of analytics, check a lot of because YouTube is rich with analytics and I have started loving YouTube because there's so much that you can learn about your content pieces. It's crazy, I so, what I do now before posting any content on Instagram or anything, I posted on YouTube stats. It's amazing the video completion rate, audience drop-off what kind of people, how they're coming onto your content. And uh, he told me that he has like a dedicated resource or slash resources analytics YouTube which is like something that I have also seen, and I saw one person tweeting how they are uh, scaling Ankur Ka variko Shorts wala channel by uh, changing heading ke 2-3 words and I have done a lot of those experiments and they actually work like the same video I do a lot of experiments on LinkedIn as well like posting the same content in different formats and they seem to give different results. So that's what's interesting about YouTube because there's a lot of things that Instagram. Pe pata nahi the completion rate to best discovery thi YouTube. Ke. That's what I'm trying to focus more. I want my viewers to watch our full video. Like it has to be written in a way that you know they stick to at least 85-90% of the video. That's what one thing and second thing, since he's also an entrepreneur and product. Bana chukhe, I was talking to him about what he is looking for ad for the next year. Tonka the full focus content yeah. As I was thinking he will be all who product so but yeah, his major th- and one thing that Ankur Baikou is a very lucky, he gets a lot of deal flow when it comes to startups. A lot of startups want him yeah, on board yeah. as a as an investor or as right. brand ambassador, whatever they can call him. So would be an interesting uh aspect of becoming a content creator is that, uh, you can more than one, you can also provide a lot of feedback or audience access through, through your, uh, to the people that you have. And my, I was traveling with my sister and Ankur Variko's wife is the person who manages Ankur Variko. And my sister was working in urban company then as the influencer marketing specialist. So they also knew each other. So that was also, <laughs> she knew both of them had spoken because they did some campaign with Ankur Malik. So yeah, small world. So I didn't know that they both very, know each other. Very
2: small world. <laughs> yeah. So I I have one thing like I find Ankur's content really genuine. Like he just yeah. opens up his heart and to yeah. people. Like he has yeah. nothing which he is hiding or maybe you know he's just showing off to kind of just put content yeah. on YouTube or maybe any platform. Yeah. So that's one thing I really love about him. And the second two things on the insights and the LinkedIn thing, which you said, right? So one thing is I follow this guy called Saptarshi. He's a designer in Swiggy, lead designer okay. in Swiggy, I think. Yeah, I think I might so have so to what you know. is? Yeah, you would have seen his yeah. his Instagram and YouTube page both are really good. You should just check yeah. it out. So one yeah. thing he says that his frame, right? When he records a video after recording, any edits a video, his yeah. frame what? than five seconds in one position so if i'm talking to you right now after five yeah. seconds my editing will be changed maybe okay. i'm focusing more on my theme or maybe yeah. the image which comes in so that yeah. keeps the audience engaged because every five yeah. seconds they are watching something different correct, okay. correct. So, so that's one thing which i learned and second thing i i i uh, learned from linkedin is that if you have an image on your post yeah. you know yeah. or if and if you don't have an image on your post both yeah. will have really different impressions yeah. for some reason. Like LinkedIn, maybe yeah. pushes that content more, or their algo. Yeah. But a yeah. post with image and without image will have totally different impressions in terms of how they reach people. Look, so, looks so sure. like people hard. stop
1: and wait. Photo totally all of this thing.
2: Yeah, two things are something very interesting I learnt of late from this guy and about Insta uh, about LinkedIn. So correct. That's the thing LinkedIn
1: that it, I noticed was that, uh, so LinkedIn, fe, there are a lot of posts up, give only, which have crossed letter one, two lakh like, in impressions. Right. But, uh, mm-hmm. there will be some posts where you will be getting a lot of followers from. So that right. is so like, whenever you post like an emotion, like for me, I haven't posted a lot of personal say, emotional stories, but most of the followers, uh, that I've gotten from LinkedIn, are when i posted about a, a useful hack or something which they can probably use or usse followers are if even if the impressions are very low. So that is something like people post a lot of right. stories on LinkedIn, right? So like, let's say I posted about Rakesh Jhundanwara recently that got a lot of likes, but to say followers, because it was a mm-hmm. story. People were very emotional then, etc right. But um, whenever you post, which has something useful in it, that will always get you. Uh, that will always pe- get people interested in your content and they will definitely follow you. Uh, a useful and kind of like
2: Understood. that yes so i i think uh we are towards the end now and i just i think we have two questions one la- first one i'll take and maybe i'll let someone take the last one. First so, is i saw your post on you know you getting into five top colleges for your mba after appearing for gmat but you did not take up any of them uh what was the entire reasoning behind that
1: so I think when I quit KPMG I gave my GMAT and um, and I I don't know why I gave the GMAT and then I realized that realize a job I didn't take. so I have to I had to give entrepreneurship uh, a try and that is why MBA to, that was, it was a no brainer and um, Plus, I mean, I talked to a lot of people and I realized very early that it is always about the network that you mentioned, right? Starting with the network that you're building or probably a little bit of teachers also in the school, but uh, that was secondary for me back then. So my primary goal was to build a good network and build a good business. And I realized that MBA will be a lot of my time wasted, uh, which can be used to build a product and that's what I did and then once you build a product you already start interacting with a lot of people that you connect with that you resonate with need MBA and I'm not against MBA to be honest a uh, uh, lot of people my good friends from college are currently doing their MBA and I think I'm visiting their campuses they're beautiful and it's, everything is good and uh, you obviously get a lot of salary jump but I don't think it's for me first is I don't want to do a job I want to build things and um, building things I would rather invest a lot of that money in my business or my time in that business so that's the main reason that I don't think going for an MBA makes sense Um, and then there's the second debate of MBA in the US or outside India or MBA in India that's a different (laughs) topic but yeah MBA it's when I have in undergrad, I studied all the subjects to MBA. So it's only about the network for me, I think, or the credibility. And I think credibility also, there are various ways to build credibility. You don't need a degree from an Ivy League college to get credibility now. I think that's also going A lot of companies are saying that PW has MBA or degree. I don't know. I read on LinkedIn only. Not sure. sure
2: is more on like your CV as to what you have done like if you have a startup you know before or something which is like yeah. more than an MBA degree right you have taken yeah. those risks to understand or build yeah. a product maybe you yeah. have failed, right maybe that wouldn't yeah. have done well but yeah. they know that this guy has done something out of the box and it's not just yeah. a traditional MBA or something yeah. like, you know job after finishing us so maybe that that really helps and now maybe the employers are understanding those things.
1: Plus it's also a lot about your self satisfaction. Well maybe you are also feeling a little bit more uh, relaxed and happy now what you you want to do or so mba calls me I'm pretty sure wali hogi na, jo undergrad mein job hai, mm-hmm. uh and best job hai, and package and all those things, those pressures creation uh, environment I don't really like because that creative freedom that is why I am saying like most people in the content space are already pressurized a lot with views with likes with this same thing that is viral or not that is that you block your creativity so is something that is there in every field everywhere I think it's just content is very high it's very quick 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 it's too much
0: Yes. So Koover, just one last question from our side sure. and uh, you know this is again to talk about your second nature of building products. right? You said you were hmm. working on something so could you just briefly share on you know what is it about so that's like my first question and the last question again from your take that you know you are trying to read at least 100 pages a day yes. so a few book slash blog recommendations for the audience in terms of you know what can they read to get some insights on building products mm. as well as building content
1: got it so uh, when it comes to uh, books or product or blog recommendations or podcast recommendations so i uh, Recently read this book. I think you guys must have seen it. It became really popular. It's called Just Keep Buying by Nick Um uh, Mag Magually. He's like a he's been a journalist, writer, etc. So I have a book good.
2: I just ordered it, came day before yesterday, so I'm yeah. really looking really,
1: really, no, it. book is decent. Book parts work. are something. Sorry. There's a lag. I'm sorry here. Yeah.
2: No, I was just saying I, I ordered that book after seeing yeah. your post and I'd seen it. Post
1: on the same yeah. book, so I am not yeah. yet started it. I don't know how good the book is, but yeah, looking forward to your review. Uh, book is good, not as good as a lot uh, some other finance books, but unka blog check karna. I don't know what it's called, but he writes a lot of very interesting stuff. There's a lot of data involved in his writing, which I love. Whatever he explains is with data. With uh, that's something that's very interesting. So. Uh, after reading his book, I discovered his blog, which I absolutely loved. And I think blogs are very underrated. People don't focus nahi kar rahe. And then we're also looking at creating newsletters because there's a lot of things that, you know, I've made so much content and I feel very irritated and agitated that a video, 60 seconds ka hota aur usme hai. So I want to create a lot of backstory towards uh, content. So that is something that, you know, we are probably going to solve with newsletter or blogs. So um, this is something that I read. Then I recently discovered this book. I don't know why I hadn't uh, read it before. It's called Joys of Compounding. What a beautifully compiled book with, uh, it has learnings from some of the, best investors in the world uh, not just about investing but a lot of other things, their thoughts on life he quotes a lot of Charlie Munger in, in the book and I, I'm not sure if you've read the book but you should yeah, definitely yeah. Gotham bhai right? Gotham I, book. I, I don't know why I haven't yeah, read yeah, it really but
2: do. very good book so and even, and even, if the, even if the book is like a compilation I would say like how Eric Jorgensen compiled the yeah. novel he's compiled yeah. maybe a lot of Munger and Buffett. But yeah. that book is really good if you just want to a
1: compilation yeah. of their logic, really their story, yeah. and how they it's it's amazing. I agree. Like when you think about them, right? Most of them have I like are people who are oh, I don't know 70, 80, 90 years old. So all of the key learnings and some of them you can't find it on the internet so easily. Because internet key content hai, wo clickbait pe bane. like top ten quotes by Charlie Munger. Charlie he has been doing the meetings with Warren Buffifer and that's what I really liked about the book and I read the almanac of Charlie Munger also that's also very beautifully written because I got so intrigued with the thought that there is so much about Charlie Munger that I don't know because it's not there not out there in the open so that's also one thing that you can read and when it comes to product, right, uh, A16Z, giants Anderson am interested in podcasts are good. Their interviews with uh, entrepreneurs uh, are, are very nice. I read uh, one, this book, which was average by the LinkedIn founder. Masters of Scale also recently. That's also a lot on product building and uh, entrepreneurship. Um, then I read his blog and his podcast also. And then obviously... I think 0 to 1 is also one book which is like a must read for all people looking to build and again it's very popular but it deserves the popularity it has. It's also very, again that's also not uh, entirely written by the person again helped by one of his students at Stanford um, etc. There's one book which I think it's also on my table a I don't know why this book is not popular. This one, have you guys read it? It's not popular at all. No. But I discovered it. Yeah, very good book. It's very practical. He talks a lot about how you can achieve financial freedom early, earlier than you expected. How you can have that number in your mind uh, that you want to achieve when it comes to. He talks about very practical ways in the book. I think probably by the end of the year, I would have read most of the books on finance investing though, that have written. Some are really bad also. Some are really generic and uh, yeah, I've bought a lot of weird books, but huh? yeah, And even YC posts a lot of good videos on uh, startups and invest, uh, uh, on founders and uh, problems they face and all the stages. Mein. So, it's very much. YouTube abhi recently they've started creating more content, but they have a lot of good content there. And uh, I'm sure Naval ki baat, hum, already kar and um, that is one book. I can probably share a list of the Magmini But I think there is one aspect which is very less covered in books, which is tax saving. A lot of people get interested by tax saving. and There's no good book. I this this was the last book that I saw on tax. Those are Sula 17 Taxpayer to Tax Saver. And um, after that, the editions are It's a good book, good compilation of tax saving techniques that he, this guy has mentioned. India-based.
2: Okay. India. Okay. Yeah. okay,
1: fine. Yes. But it's not relevant. A lot of it has... For example, in 2018, there was long term capital in India. Uh-huh. So, आ, there are a lot of things that are not relevant now. But yeah, I couldn't find good books on tax in India. If you know, you can... Let me know, tax is a very interesting subject, I think, Sure. also intrigues a lot of people, but I I think the habit is important, once you start reading 10, 15, 20 pages or blogs or anything in in a day and my only filter is they have to be kind of timeless in nature. Because then there is no learning or no absorption. And the second thing that I was focusing that I've started focusing on recently is how do we make sure that you're reading, you you're accessible. So I'm doing a very basic way. I create folders and I click photos of the pages. It's very basic. I should probably do something better than this. But that's what I've started doing now and make some notes. Uh, but mm-hmm. notes you don't even read until it's digital, no? that's the issue. You won't open a notebook and read the Aray. notes. That's the problem Aray. with notes. I think I've listened to a podcast and thi. the most useless thing that people do is create notes on physical paper, which no one, <laughs> <No> one, <laughs> no one reads after that note is made. It's better to store it digitally in ya notion or But that's too much effort. You're not reading... You're not studying night, you're reading. So study wale more phone is a value then how do you uh kind of keep it uh, for yourself. So I click, click pictures because phone hota hai. That's what I've started doing. Yes. So just a
2: couple maybe recommendations from mine. There's one book on product which you may like. It's called Hooked. Yeah. It's a it's a very good book, maybe if you want to try Hooked okay. is a great book. It's a very, very good book second book obviously I recommend is because you spoke about note-taking, right? So there's this yeah. book called How to Build a Second Brain. How to Build a Second Brain? Yes. Yes. it, it That also is a very good book. You can just try those two out. Uh, both, oh, yes. both are like really good books. You, you might. How do you really
1: discover after. books to read? How do you go so, about so find
2: books? I follow yeah. this guy called Ali Abdal on.
1: Um, uh, he talks so, a lot of productivity. That's why you're yes, a lot of productivity. nice yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes.
2: So I, I like those books a lot, which he recommends. One, two of them were really good, which I read. One was on uh, personal finance as well. I, I, have forgotten the name, but I can like send it to you okay, on really? WhatsApp. Yeah, please. But, uh, but that is a really good book on personal finance, so and yeah. obviously, I'm I'm sure you would have read, uh, read Psychology of Money, right? yeah. That's like a all I really love that
1: book. But Psychology of Money is a very new book. I recently yeah. found it. sort of yeah. a very Last old year. book. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. year, I, I think it, think it was so one. Yeah. 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 yeah, it got so popular in one
2: year. Love yeah. it's Too simple yeah. for a layman yeah. to understand. Yeah, and I feel it's 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 a very good read for someone who doesn't know jack shit about personal finance. Yeah correct right so so that, that was my book recommendation on the podcast because you said timeless podcast so two podcasts which i read a lot one is the Farnam street the fs dot blog hmm. that is by shane parish
1: okay
2: and and there is one blog called uh, uh, the curiosity chronicle it's there is a guy on twitter called sahil bloom I don't yeah,
1: know. I have seen him, yeah. I've seen i don't know. So yeah, his, I have.
2: his his newsletter is called a Curiosity Chronicle. They are only oh, yes. blogs, like really good. Like he writes on anything and everything. It's not that he will write on productivity. So he has this format that one quote, you know, he's reading about, one Twitter thread. One particular topic he loved, he you know, read about this week or he wants to write. So, these two blogs are like my all time favorite, uh, at least, uh, you know, nice. I read consistently. I'll
1: Twitter. Dekha. I haven't seen his newsletter. I'll probably,
2: sure. if you you can just subscribe, maybe read a couple of them, you can make it a habit.
1: Nice, so, would definitely. Yeah. To... Uh,
2: I have last question before we close, I, I think I missed it. Because okay. you create a lot of content on personal finance, you know everything. What is your definition of, you know, financial freedom, or something related to? When will you be satisfied that I have X? Yeah, like for our viewers, what will they uh, think of financial freedom as, or how do you, share, how should they think?
1: So first is that, uh, first uh, definition that, you know, or things that we need to clear is that people, even I confuse, used to confuse financial independence with freedom, right? Financial independence is when you don't have to rely on someone else for your finances. Financial freedom is when you have enough money to not trade your time or you or trade your hours to work this reminds me lifestyle investor is also good if you haven't read it it's a very interesting take on uh different take on how you should think of equity investments he is more towards cash flow investing but yeah so my uh, basic understanding of financial freedom is i try to um, uh, cover all my basic inven- expenses or the expenses that I have projected 10 years down the line let's say when I have a family etc by income sources that I don't uh, have to work for so let's say dividends rental income or some projects that you know I don't have to dedicate a lot of time on to generate money so once that is covered let's say most of the people spend i think 60 70% of their salaries or monthly income on house food and transportation right so if you can eliminate those expenses by creating enough passive income then you've essentially achieved kind of financial freedom where you can invest your entire income on whatever you want to invest on so that is what i have been doing and i've been pretty successful when it comes to eliminating these expenses in a way by trying to uh, uh uh match them with my passive income sources and once you have that then i think uh, most of the uh, things or uh, products you build or the things you do are the things that you really like because then you're not doing it just for the money right so that is the basic definition of financial freedom it starts by having enough money to sort of not work for let's say one year you can have those thing uh, th- that amount in your bank account but at the end of the day it has to be something that uh, it has to be uh, uh correlated to a number right in your mind so the younger you are you need less money because then it compounds this is something that you know i learned from some of these books or uh, blogs that i've read so that is one thing but people still confuse financial independence and financial freedom and people tend to overestimate the money they require to achieve financial freedom. So once you have built in that discipline uh, of investing and saving uh, is when you start thinking about money seriously. And uh, one thing, one recommendation or one thing that you know I really want people to start doing is just spend 5-10 minutes of your day or at least of your week thinking about how you can uh, maximize your income or money generating potential and manage you, you, you can manage money better that is something that people take for granted a lot of people in my company also don't have an investing discipline people who work for us and I I was having this discussion with them today only because they are still confused investing or save hai salary o basic basic questions hi abhi bahut because people, a lot of people and I think it's mentioned in Psychology of Money also, a lot of people in the lockdown got into investing just looking for instant gratification or quick returns. And none of them have built a discipline. discipline you No know, one's investing regularly. Like most of the people I know, they don't invest regularly or they don't have an investing discipline. Very few people have been able to build that and that is why I am saying it's the question you that people create their content create their own investing discipline. Because they haven't had that life experience which I don't have But it's just i had just enough life experience to have created income for myself, invested that money, etc. So that is very important. Having that investing and savings discipline uh, that people lack, I feel.
2: Understood. So yeah. Thanks for the insight. I think that was really good what you said, and freedom ka difference. But I think that many people may not understand also, which you kind of try to explain, because yeah. you just understand that independence of freedom is the inside. same. What is the
1: difference? Well, probably it's the same. But I can tell that independence is like the first step, where you don't have to rely on anyone else for money. Yes. And then financial freedom is way way ahead of financial independence because that is something Correct. that most people aspire to reach and they are not able to reach because once people start earning more they increase their lifestyle expenses which is uh-huh. again a very interesting concept of lifestyle creep where people increase their lifestyle expenses more than they increase their income in, in Understood.
2: Yes. So first maybe replace your current income sources and then maybe work on getting financial freedom, which you uh-huh. need maybe 10, 20, 30
1: well, years later. Housing, transportation and food. If you can fund with passive income, se fund kar sakte ho, then I think your job is done because that's the major expense for anyone in the, okay. the world. Yes and i speak with desi tarika to hai parents wala kare rahe that you ghar ka do floor pe banao niche wala rent de do so that your rent yeah. gets or <laughs> your mortgage gets funded by that so wo mortal strategy aap wohi mortal kar
2: yeah. so, uh, very good book yeah. i don't remember the book uh, The, the dhando investor dhando investor how many yeah. Yeah. गुजराती गुजराती yes, yes, yes. us hai gujarati gujarati after they moved and yes. then they started motel and they started. Nice book. Achhi book.
1: I'm not going to it, but Achchi book. Monish Fabrai. Monish Fabrai. Yes. Another nice.
2: good fund manager. Huh.
1: He's also a Munger fan. I've seen yes, like it before. He paid,
2: he paid thousands of dollars to have lunch with Warren Buffett. I don't remember the exact amount but yeah. ka Buffett ka wo hai na, where they, they they auction or they kind of bid for yeah. something and then they get a lunch with Warren Buffett. So he was one of those who had
1: that. So yes. I I have like one question before we end this for you guys. So sure. because you just mentioned this right now, so when it comes to, you asked me also like when it comes to meeting people that you really admire or you mm-hmm. let's say you follow them or you've read their book, what is the kind of things that you expect, you can that something that you like when people say that they want they would want to? Like for example, when Ankur Variku walla photo they were like, yeah, I would love to have two hours with Ankur Variku on a plane. But well, I was just thinking to myself, ki, what would they <laughs> extract out of that meeting that uh, in in those two hours, or how will they approach this, or how do people approach this uh, at the end?
2: So, so I'll I'll go first, maybe then Samad can take. So what my uh, take is that I cannot live an experience of 100, 200 people in my life, right? Either I take yeah. this experience via reading books or maybe by talking to people. Yeah. So they say, I am talking to you today, right? So I got a lot of insights on, you know, you building a product, you reading yeah. so many books, your take on maybe financial independence, freedom, exactly. So all these insights, maybe I would, if until i would have read some book on that or maybe i would have talked spoken to someone so to hai ki, i want to speak to people to know about their journey and to incorporate something which they look. for me it's very simple he, you know to read about buffett is what to know how he invests right? yeah. Aaj ek banda, ek 90 plus, hai, right? he has six cokes a day he has six cokes a day is
0: that true i am still
2: I'm still 100% not true. He didn't even talk to him. i 100% true. He's not a in AGM. AGM is a cook. AGM is a cook. AGM AGM is a I know, but 6 cokes a day is too much. So he's someone who survived that after having 6 cokes a day for like 50 odd years just because he's happy with the work he's doing. He's Correct. Not all right he's living a very happy lifestyle he lives below his needs he has a very frugal lifestyle rahe rahe. Correct. And he has a partner also who's living that kind of life so he has nothing Correct. more to get out of his life so yeah. hai ki, I would want to understand how these people live so that I can yeah. maybe incorporate some i am able to and then we yeah. learn out of it. So that's what I take out of a conversation with you maybe or maybe if I get a chance to sit with Amkurwari Wariku, or maybe, you know, speak with Warren
1: Buffett. Correct. I think that's, that's he's implementing day. with what was the first book that you said, Distraction Wala, Guru oh, Batch's book. Deep work. Now, deep work. He's, he's implementing that at scale. The only reason exactly. he stays in you know, Ohio is he doesn't want any distractions that probably would have been in New York or, or whatever, exactly. California. That's
2: why he is in like, Ohama, he is not yeah, sitting okay. there in uh, in Wall Street, right? Correct. And he reads like 500 pages a day. Has yeah. a cell phone which might not have WhatsApp, is what I understand, Correct. and has a PC which he hardly uses. His yes. office, makes. so so that's and Bokshar had to, to office ka tour agar I don't know if you've seen, go to yeah, seen this that. video. So it's it's like a very normal office. He yeah, doesn't have okay. this lavish, you know, office where. Yeah. Have yeah. so I went nice to the Berkshire
1: Annual General Meeting this year. No? Oh, US wow. Man. oh wow. wow man. That was wow. my birthday gift to myself. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I'm was, was my assuming it would have been like a great experience. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, a, it was like a, the entire city, Omaha, was filled with people for just this meet. That's the only weekend where there's so many people in Omaha. Like that's right. the only Thank one of the only, I think the only thing where uh 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 Omaha so many tourists uh in, in like a single weekend. The crazy I think Ramdev Agarwal goes for every of yeah, the yeah. Indians. Why but haan, very few Indians and even if he had come he would have been like in the there are so yeah. many investor meetings where like some of the top fund managers they have like small small meetings uh or like sessions with people who are interested. So it's a good, uh, I think everyone should go there. It's just very difficult to greet there. Three, four, three flights Like and then a lot of money spent. But yeah, worth it. Yes.
0: So again, I mean, just to uh, double click on what Samyak said, like my take to this is also the experiences and the life journey that these individuals have had, right? I think Samyak up really well, and, nice. and more than that, it's it's uh, more about the final nuances or the different perspective with which they you know look at things, right? Mm. Like your observation of how you started in void, but that one aha moment and you know that just pivoted your entire journey.
1: Yeah. So I
0: don't think any textbook or any course can teach you that exists. Mm. That person's insight or you know optics to things and that is just something that we can learn through such conversations. (laughs) So I think for me it's like different optics of looking at things and situations to be fairly honest.
1: Correct. No, definitely. I mean, my only thing here is that how do you get those things out of that person? I'm sure Ankur lot has to share a lot. But the skill is to get that out of that person is something which is very difficult in, let's say one meeting or how, on I don't know, setting up like a call. Maybe or a we, meeting. If
2: we didn't have like this time slot, my heart said, no, I said, oh, 8 <laughs> to 9, maybe with our, with our slot, but we shorted up because the conversation was really interesting, but if we didn't happen, we were, you know, talking, maybe we would have a conversation yeah. for like two, three hours to be very honest.
1: So Those are better, I think actually, but ha, usko fir hota hai, ki, how do you edit that and how everything happens because most of the, like I've done very few, I've hmm. podcast conversations and most of the conversations get very interesting after that because I think first half an hour should be, we just discussing random stuff so that we become okay. comfortable with each other and then we get into the podcasting mode nice. where we talk, that's very yeah. important, I feel. I know if you can some time. I <laughs> think <laughs> that'll be interesting. Perfect. We'll, we'll probably come to Delhi to just see. Yeah, whenever you're here in Delhi, good now, let us know. Happy to for host sure. you and take you around. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. But
2: but this was an honor. It was absolutely like great conversing with you, Cooper. So so thank you for thank your you. time and I a little more than one hour of yours So sorry for yeah. that but it was it was a really good conversation so thank you
1: so much samir thank you so much thank you for having me here i'm sure uh, you will have better podcast after this i didn't have a lot of <laughs> to share but yeah probably uh, next time we had this second
2: episode of the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Mr. Kuvar Raj, one of the most renowned finance creators on Instagram and YouTube. He shared his journey from early days where he was working with KPMG under the Deal Advisory Department to starting his own finance creation journey. He mentioned that he does not do this to have more likes, reach or impressions, but to share his entire personal finance journey. He also shared about his own startup called Invoid which is into artificial intelligence for background verification and we ended with some amazing book recommendations and blogs. We look forward to many such episodes in future.